This episode is brought to you by Command Creative Studios. Looking to jump into the podcast world and start making your own content? Command Creative Studios is your one-stop shop for professional podcasts. With a team of audio engineers, music composers, and graphic designers, Command Creative Studios can get your podcast sounding professional as well as looking professional with custom music and artwork that's designed for your creative vision. Command Creative Studios also offers editing, mixing, as well as uploading your content to all major podcast services. For more information, please visit commandcreativestudios.com. That's commandcreativestudios.com. How long are we staying out here? I figure I'll sleep tonight and drive tomorrow all day, all night. Get us to Wyoming by next morning. So can we start a fire? I'm freezing. Now, why am I going to tell you no? Because infected will see the smoke. No, fungus isn't that smart. This is too remote for infected anyway. People? So what are they going to do, rob us? Well, they'll have way more in mind than that. Max, we are back with The Last of Us Episode 4. This is the second part of our take on that episode. title is called Please Hold to My Hand. Did you ever look that up to see why it's called that? Yeah, I still I still didn't, to be honest with you. Um, it, it, I don't know why it, it was called that. It was just weird. Well, I we'll have to didn't. deal with it. Life goes on. Okay, so... I kind of forgot. Uh, I'm treating this episode really... I've, I've watched it... Uh, a second time, you know, take my notes, kind of see if there's some stuff that I missed, which there's a, there's a decent amount of stuff that I actually missed the first time watching it. Um, yeah. I got some things wrong, but we'll go through it um, really fast before we jump into this episode. Uh, thanks again to our Patreon producer, Knight Rider 169 With your help, it's much appreciated. Um, just remember, you too can uh, help us out. You know, if you head on over to uh, patreon.com slash rot your brain media yes sir. i gotta learn that i gotta do a better job of that you know just go in there a couple bucks helps us out you know get us some coffee before we do one of these things it'd be real nice appreciated uh yeah so max now that you've had some extra time to uh you've watched it a second time what's your take on it do you like it a little bit more um i i didn't i didn't hate the episode it was just because of the way the first three episodes were it it, it was a little uh, I don't want to say step down, but it was it was just a little different, right? Uh, right. Not in a bad way it, because it was a like you. I think you mentioned it was it's a it's a gra- it's a laying the foundation kind of episode yeah. for for more things to come. So um, I didn't hate it. It was just a little different. Yeah. That's all. I've been trying not to compare this show with The Walking Dead because it's such an easy thing to do, um, but this episode. I felt gave me that most Walking Dead vibes out of all the other episodes. Yeah, um, which is not a bad thing because Walking Dead, great I, show. I'm, yeah, I I'm, love a, that I'm show. a huge fan of Walking Dead, and then the first, you know, three or four seasons of Walking Dead were phenomenal storytelling as far as character development and stuff like that. I'm not saying they didn't have those later on, but the beginning of it was so much more focused. Big time. Yeah, me and my wife are still mourning um, Glenn's death. That's why we haven't watched past that episode. We were, yeah. you know, you and I were just talking about this maybe a week ago or two. <laughs> that if this, sh- if Walking Dead 
actually aired on HBO as opposed to AMC, mm-hmm. would it have gotten as much? Would it have gotten more love? Oh, because they wouldn't have been able to, you know, push the envelope a little bit more than they did in terms I mean, they, of they language, death, and stuff like that. And they did a great job in there. Maybe you know, because you know, HBO adds a little extra <laughs> flair. You yeah. know, um, it's it's the production quality. I think definitely you could tell bigger the, budgets, definitely and stuff bigger like budget. That, right? Yeah. The scenery adds to it so much, and really in Walking Dead, you didn't really but get that atmosphere. they wouldn't have given you as many episodes. You know, HBO doesn't do, you know, usually more than 10 episodes right. uh, a show. So that would have that would have probably taken away some, um, I don't want to call them filler episodes, but they were taking away some, some solid episodes in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about this episode. So oh, Before, let, I, I got a couple of... Um, Let's say house cleaning and, um, you know, things from last episode. We had some okay. great comments from the community. Um, for example, um, there's actually a documentary on HBO on Linda Rostan uh, called The Sound of My Voice. One of our um, faithful listeners, Mark, um, sent us that information. So anybody who's interested in 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 her work that's a great documentary there and then uh, mark actually brought up a really pretty good point too you know about bill um his his cooking right right 20 years later after a pandemic where is he getting all these great ingredients to cook this phenomenal food like you know 20 years later there's obviously no, no more farms and it doesn't show how that he was you know cultivating or farming him himself himself maybe some of the proteins he could hunt a rabbit here or there but a lot of that stuff how do you still have it 20 years later well i mean they're growing food i mean we saw that they're, they're very excited that they grew strawberries but that was the only thing they really showed the strawberries. i'm sure i'm sure they're, they're growing some more stuff but the food thing that's our yeah. the, the protein thing that's that that's actually a good good point and i know i mean i'm pretty sure they never actually say if the fungus actually affects animals now yeah you would think now maybe they have and i have to we have to look it up i mean we could try to do that maybe right now there's probably maybe one person who's like a huge last of us diehard fan is like oh my god getting all mad but yeah i mean if it does if if the fungus is actually affecting animals what exactly would you want to eat but i guess maybe maybe because they're so far out because then the fungus isn't affecting them because uh bill or uh Joel actually does say to Ellie in one of these clips we're actually going to uh, listen to mm-hmm. that they're so far out they don't really have to worry about the fungus they actually have to worry about people people but if the fungus are trying to survive because the you know climate's getting warmer and so now that's why they're going into the human bodies so maybe I don't why think wouldn't they go into animals not I don't think they're they're really messing with the animals because if you remember the first episode um, the neighbor's dog um, I don't think the neighbors were trying to get to the dog it was really just trying to move the fungus from people to people so right. i mean maybe we can assume that they're not messing with the animals because animals are different temperatures obviously than than humans and maybe okay. that's their Do the you ideal know what that temperature is well every animal has i'm i'm assuming different um body temperatures right humans are usually in the high 90s right sure so um but okay so a normal body temperature for dogs is 101.0 so that's too hot 102.5 okay so that's way too hot (laughs) unless they mutate again where they can't handle a dog's um anatomy right so Mm -hmm. uh 
but that's just a dog. Look up a cow, a chicken. You know, all those would would be varying degrees um, of body heat. So maybe they're really focused on, hey, we're the type of uh, fungus we are. We we thrive in the human body, optimal temperature, and and that's all they're 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 looking to you know expand on. Right. You know, they're not really looking past that. But but definitely a good thing, and you know, we'd love for them to maybe explain it in the show too, right? They yeah. Do it in passing, like on one of Ellie and Joel's walks, where she can be like, "How come there's there's not a bull chasing us with you know fungus in them?" And then Joel can be you know give his his toothache. But that that was pretty interesting. Those are the kind of stuff. I like getting from our listeners because it just expands our conversation online and on Patreon, you know, uh, getting everybody's comments there. And that, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really stuck on this whole animal. Now you're, internal temperature now, thing. now you're down a rabbit hole, huh? I am. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Maybe we should di- maybe dive back in this another episode. Yeah. But yeah, I Let, mean, let's dive into this. Episode it says now. like normal temperature for mammals range between 97 to 104 Fahrenheit. So, okay. I mean, it's not to say that there aren't other animals that can actually, you know, have the same internal temperature as a human. Yeah, yeah. Makes you know? sense now. So that's, we, I think we might revisit this conversation at some point. Yeah. But can I mean, you imagine if they got into chicken and now, like, we're dealing right now with like an egg issue, right? Eggs are like $8 a dozen or some places, right? Right. Can you imagine if now there was no chickens or at all? Because they're all fungus laden. Oh be, man, that would be epic. Anyway. Protein world would lose its mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into this yep. episode. Go ahead. Okay. So um, we're now going to hit the. Uh, pretty sure we've already done some spoiler stuff, so let's just go ahead. All right. So the first up, we just listened to um, the camping trip with uh, Joel and Ellie, right? Yeah. And I feel like that was an important scene because it kind of shifts the the focus away from the infected. The infected. And then, you know, now we're going to worry about how society outside of the QZ is basically handling, you know, the apocalypse, really. Yeah. And so he seems like he's, you know, he mentions to her that you don't have to worry about the fungus right now. We're kind of like, you know, kind of far out there not to worry about it, but worry about the people. She asks him if they're going to rob us. Yeah. And he says uh, they're going to do more than that, really. Yeah. And so this is going to be her first glimpse as like what everybody else is doing out there. Cause Joel's already seen this obviously yeah. within the 20 years he's been, you know, this, you know, the apocalypse really when he's having to leave the QZ, the stories that he kind of already told her or hasn't told her yet about Tommy, which we'll hear that later yeah, on. Kind not of like, only he's seen it, he might have been doing it. Yeah. He might've been obviously. doing it. He said, he said that in, um, when, you know, when they got ambushed in Kansas city. Right. Because um, they, she hasn't had any human contact with anybody outside of Tess, right? And Joel, since they left the QZ, right? It's all just been fungus. Like the Fung- inf- yeah, the infected, Marlene right? before that, right? And her group of people. Right, but I'm talking then, about outside the QZ. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be her first time seeing. She didn't seeing, get Bill and yeah. Frank. And so that kind of sets our, I think, I think that dialogue really sets up what the scene's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty interesting, but, you know. No, in in these worlds, it's always people. We end up doing a lot worse than the 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 issues in the environment, you know. Because there's some there's some people they 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 pray for anarchy, 
you know, they 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 get out and they're able to be their true selves, and and a lot of times it's a horrible right self. And then there are people who are who are weak that are going to be like, you know what? I'd rather be with the crazies than be a victim of the crazies. You know that that was part of. There were, there was there was elements of that in Walking Dead it, we were talking about before where right. there are people that join groups you know out of um, like remember the whole governor thing right yeah uh, in, in Walking Dead there were people who part of groups because they rather be doing the harm than getting harmed so sure I, I think you 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 you'll find a group of you people like that but then I think also you know people might just think that's just the way you have to live now like oh, that's yeah. the way you just have to get by exactly. there's no there's there's no middle ground anymore like you just have to do what you can to survive and that means you have to hurt somebody to get their food or get their land or whatever the case is that's just what you do now yeah which is because the other what's the other option um fedra right you have fedra you have being a raider or a slaver whatever one of those crazy groups and this episode we saw a third faction you can be a rebellion and 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 right. take over a city. Right. And let's see how that works out in the ne- coming episode. Right. Well, so far, I mean, it looks like they're just becoming the new Fedra. Yeah. Think about it. Almost similar tactics, right? Right. But okay, so I want to talk about that camping scene because I felt I felt like it set it up. It sets up the show, even though it's not the first scene in the show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good way to start. It's a this transition. Episode. Yeah. This whole episode is a transition and laying good groundwork. Right. For 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 things to come. So. Right. Um, all right, so the next scene I want to talk about is really um, Ellie and Joel. It seems like they're starting to develop somewhat of a relationship. Um, it seems obviously it's Ellie trying more than Joel. And so I'm going to play this scene right now. It's Ellie kind of just telling jokes to Joel. So Joel is siphoning gas, yeah, and he's and he just tried explaining it, explaining to her like <laughs> how siphoning actually works. I'll give the true explanation after. You, all right, after okay, yeah. so. So then he just tells her to go, you know, wait by the car or something like that. Or no, he tells her not to wander off. And yeah. so then she decides, okay, if I'm not going to wander off, then I'm going to tell you some some bad jokes. So let's listen. Okay. This is your fault then. It doesn't matter how much you push the envelope. It'll still be stationary. <laughs> no pun intended. Volume two by Will Livingston. Volume two. Look, you get it? Two, like T O O. What did the mermaid wear to her math class? An algebra. Like an algebra. I stayed up all night, no. wondering where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. Feel free to wait in the truck. <sighs> okay, but just know, you can't escape Will Livingston. He'll be back. There's nothing you can do to stop him. Those those jokes are horrible. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> but you know they're. I mean they're 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 really dad jokes. Um, yeah, and little kid jokes, right? I appreciate this scene because it it shows that there's another side of her. Um, at the same time, I can't. You know, I keep going back to like the the Ellie in the video game and like how uh, she's perceived by me, and then how this Ellie is in the in the show. And I kind of figured it out this Ellie's just a little bit just more annoying. In a way, and, it's, <laughs> and it sucks to say, and I and I feel bad for saying it, but her delivery is just so much more annoying than the one in the game. One in the game is kind of innocent, uh-huh. like she doesn't really know what's kind of going on, but she still acts tough, and then she still wants to be, 
you know, she's still a smart ass and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the way it's delivered in the game is just much more. I don't know, like I don't want to say cute. So, so it's it, is it a combination of the dialogue and her delivery, or no, just the delivery? It's, I feel that's it's, a problem. It's just the delivery because a lot of the dialogue, even like when they're replaying, when they're redoing the dialogue uh, verbatim from the mm-hmm. game, yeah, which they do a couple times in this in this episode. It's just the way it's given. I'm just like, ah, oh, man, just it just bugs me. It just it's given to me in a more like I just find it annoying. I'm terribly sorry if not any, nobody else does. If this bothers you, that I feel this way. No, no, I'm no. still hoping I- that she grows on me, and <laughs> it sucks because there's something else to live up to as far as that way that I perceived Ellie before. Yeah, and it's just this one's just not quite there yet. Yeah, and then me- hopefully, hopefully it'll get there. Yeah, sorry. To to me, it's just that she's just an annoying fourteen year old that's been sheltered, and that's just the character being annoying. How she's delivering it, I think the fact that she's a pissing us both off means she's doing a great acting job. <laughs> but I don't. She's really annoying. But I didn't know. I I guess that if that's what they're trying to do this time yeah. around, then yes, yeah. it's working. It's but working. I don't feel like they were. If they're if that's what they were trying to do in the video game. That no, I think it's two different. Almost that didn't two work. Different it's people. definitely two different. And yeah, because I think they're really trying to make her kind of an like uh, she's an annoying kid, and you know at first it's it's gonna bother him, but he's starting to uh, uh, um he's starting to I don't want to say like it, but she's growing on him. Yeah, you can see that. You know, because she 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 cares. She obviously. Uh, obviously again she loves she loves things in the past right that's the character you know she 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 enjoys you know she mentioned the video the mortal Kombat, and and you know everything of the old world she right. really gravitates she's, to she's infatuated likes. by it she's infatuated by yeah. it but she's still she's still annoying now will she you know it's gonna be fun to see that character arc and when she's no longer annoying and you know more you know, oh, that's that's Ellie. I hope you know. it happens. <laughs> it will, but it, it might be a little slow. It might be a it, it might be a slow burn. Yeah. Now for the siphoning. Okay, what do you got for the siphoning? Real important stuff if we're ever needing to siphon. So siphoning works because of gravity, right? Once you get gas flowing through the tube, it will naturally continue flowing as long as you keep the tube lower than the level of gas in the tank. Because of this, it's usually. Uh, convenient to just uh, put your gas can or receptacle on the ground under the tank. So basically, the the you the air that you blow in, right? The pressure that goes in helps push the air that's in the tank to kind of go down. Gas goes up through the tube, back down into your receptacle. Wait, hold on a second. So you blow air into the tube? You don't suck the air out? Or you don't suck well, into I, it? Well, I think at first you blow and then it comes out. Then you, you suck some out. And then once it starts coming out, because once some of the air is in there and you're sucking out, it pulls. Once you, you taste that oil, let it go. Now you got a free flowing. It's it's very... I hope I explained that right. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I've only tried to do it one time and I passed out. But so. basically it is gravity helping you along the way. So Joel was kind of right. He was. He was somewhat. I think I explained it as well as he did. <laughs> I think he did too. Okay. <laughs> so let's go to the next scene that I want to talk about. Yeah. So the next scene, we're getting we're gonna get a little bit of a backstory uh about Tommy. Yeah. And then kind of even how he met Tess a little bit. So let's listen to the scene. Tommy's what we used to call a joiner. Dreams of becoming a hero. 
so he enlists in the army right out of high school. A few months later, they ship him off to Desert Storm. That's what they called that war, it doesn't matter. Point is, being in the army didn't make him feel much like a hero. Cut to 12 years later, outbreak happens. He convinces me to join a group making their way up to Boston, which I did, mostly to keep an eye on him, keep him alive. That's where we met Tess. And that whole crew, we, uh, well, for what it was, it worked. And then Tommy meets Marlene. She talks me to join in the Fireflies. The same mistake he made when he was 18. To save the world. Pipe dream, man. Fireflies, all of them. Delusional. Of course, last I heard, he quit the Fireflies, too. So now he's on his own out there, and I gotta go get him. So I get I get two things from this scene. Yeah. So one scene, one thing I get is uh, Joel on him being the protective big brother. Yeah, he feels like it's his responsibility to watch out for for Tommy. And the other thing I get from this when he's talking about the crew that he rolled with for a little bit when he met Tess mm-hmm. and it worked. Remember he said he was working. Yeah. He pauses. He says well, it was working. Yeah. So I wonder if they were doing some bad things. Oh yeah. Because Joel hints later on this episode that he was not always. He was on one side and on the other side when it came to somebody playing hurt, like yeah. we see in this episode where the mm-hmm. guy comes out, he's playing hurt, and then he knows that that guy's faking, so he drives off, and she goes, how did you know? He says, well, I've been on the other side of that. Yeah. So obviously, Joel's had to do some bad things to survive, kind of like what we just talked about a little bit with the Walking Dead stuff and yeah. everything like that. So He did get gain a, a, a reputation, right? right? At the QZ? Yeah, everybody had it. Remember the guy, um, what was his name? Was it Robert? Um, who was definitely yeah, afraid. Yeah, Robert was afraid, yeah, yeah. You know, so he, he built over the, these 20 years a reputation of, you know, being able to hurt people and kind of being a shady, rough character. Right, right. I just, I thought that was kind of... I, I'm totally with you on, on that. And and I, I think, you know, most of his motivation on on anything has been because of his brother then Tess and now Ellie right. like like I think Joel is just so so hurt and anger angry right um right. you know just Pedro Pascal does such a great job of this monologue you can hear the anger and pain and frustration all in one when he's just talking about you know Tommy here his you know about join the fireflies <laughs> he said that was like really good like right <laughs> that probably i'm assuming that's probably why they broke up the their little gang probably because tommy was like i don't want to be doing this anymore i want to go join the fireflies and save the yeah, world maybe and that's probably when tess and 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 joel went on their own path right and, it, and it started doing awesome. their smuggling yeah. um only that's that's how uh, I, i'm looking at it but tommy is you know, he's a great character in the game and, and in the show so far. Yeah. Um, I know gonna, he's going to play a bigger role moving forward. But that kind of person, there's a lot of people like that who just want to do right, serve. You know, they become police officers, firefighters. They're in the military. So they like that structure and they like helping people. So I think... 
Joel is doing it selfishly and at the same time wanting, you know, to protect his brother. But he probably doesn't just doesn't want to lose him like the way he lost his daughter. Right. You know, so he'll follow him wherever. He'll go and try to get the battery. The battery. To make sure the brother's okay because he doesn't want to go through that kind of loss. Yeah. Well, you did, he had, would have nothing left. You did bring up a good point because this is definitely what's different from now or from the show than the video game. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about it before. You you mentioned that um, every single thing that Joel's done has really been, you know, it, for family, for Tommy, yeah. for even for Tess, for like for the reason why he's continuing on his journey with um, Ellie. With Ellie, he doesn't care about her being, you know, immune, no. being a possible vaccine for the virus or anything like yeah. that. Every single thing you saw him do in Boston was to get a battery, yep. to get to Tommy to figure out if Tommy was okay. And it's like, all right, we're gonna take this girl. Bring her to this destination, then they'll give you the battery, or they'll give you a truck. The truck yeah. with the battery, with the battery. Even yeah, better. so you can go somewhere. And then, but then, things obviously don't happen the way they want to. Tess says, you know, finish it. You know, take her to you know Bill and um, Frank and Frank, and then you'll get your battery. All right. Well, <laughs> Tess told me to take you all this way here, and now you see the letter from from Bill. Yeah, you know, saying how we're you know we're the Protectors. people that we're the people that protect the ones that we love. Blah blah whatever. Well, now I still got to get to Tommy. I don't know how I feel yet about Ellie, but I got to get my brother. Exactly. So make sure he's okay. Yeah, and so that's still the that's reason all his why, motivation. But in the game, but in the game, mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't start out that way. No. In the game, it's just we're just gonna, we need to do this mission to get guns. Yeah, there's nothing to do with family or anything like that. Nothing yeah. to Tommy. Tommy's not even really mentioned. It's all about getting guns. And at some point, then it becomes about finishing this for Tess. And then it becomes about, oh, now I care about this, you know, this person, regardless yeah. of if she's the vaccine or not, I still need to get her to the spot. So yeah. it's, it's the TV show's version will resonate better for people, family, rather than I'm doing it for guns. So that's one sure. of those improvements that they said, the changes that they right. said it, that makes it better because it makes it um, more real and more emotional and but i mean at the same time i think something if it, even if it did start with guns or like food or anything else mm-hmm. but then having that transition into it being about love and then like you know survival and then about like you know caring about somebody it, i think it could have worked that way as well but i do like the changes they are making because it makes someone like myself who's played the game someone like you who's played yeah. the game it makes it keeps us on our toes yeah because we don't it's know fresh. exactly what's going to happen yeah it's something so, it's a little fresh no i like it yeah that, that leads us up to the next scene I want to talk about. The second part of this conversation. The second part had. of the conversation. So mm-hmm. now this is Joel uh, still talking to Ellie, but now kind of like what his take is on yeah. life. So let's, let's listen. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? I mean, you got to try, right? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. That's about it. I'm not family. No. Your cargo. But I made a promise to Tess. And she was like family. There's a lot in there. Yeah. Well, he's just, I mean, kind of what we just talked about, just yeah. kind of reiterating that to her. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the whole reason why he does anything is really for family. Yeah. I, I, I see it as not only that is the world to him is not worth saving. Because obviously he's seen and he's done horrible, horrific things. So he doesn't even want to save the world. The only motivation he has, like we talked about, is just family, survival of the family. Yeah. And then the other thing I took out of it is like, you know, I, I to, again, Joel's 
saying that Tess is like family is is kind of weak to me, man. It's like, dude, yeah. you were with her for almost twenty two decades, and obviously, guys were romantically together. Yeah, and and the you saying she was like family to me. I know it's it's a it's a good thing to say someone is like oh he's like family, but I expected him to say something more for Tess. You know, again she she was like I never wanted you to feel the way I felt, but he she obviously was into him more than and he's he's like she's to me he should have said something more than that. You yeah. know, like you know like I love Tess or so, maybe not even you didn't have to go as far as saying I love Tess, but you know could have said that she was family. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel the same I, I think way. It was very weak. I feel the same way. Tess deserves more better than that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Joel and Ellie's, you know, relationship develops throughout this season. Yeah. Is if, if he feels by the end of this season, is if Ellie is actually, is she like family <laughs> or is she family? Because right. that bond is, that bond is supposed to grow throughout this entire show. Yeah. They're so, supposed to end up being best friends, right? Yeah. So I wonder if they're, they, that might actually be a call to something later on. If they, yeah. if he actually does says, if he does actually say your family, meaning that mm -hmm. he wasn't able to do that with, uh, Tess because of the emotional block that he got from, you know, his daughter dying in his arms, him not wanting to take on, not allowing himself to love anybody that much because of that person's going to die at some point. Yeah. You know, that's, so, that's what it is. Yeah. So. He doesn't allow himself that with Tess until hopefully down the road of the show, yeah. you know, uh, Ellie kind of helps him get that closure yeah. and kind of open up the door for more love. <laughs> <laughs> Is that deep enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Let's move on to the next scene. Unless you want to, you want to keep talking about the scene? No, no, we're it's, good. It's pretty good. I feel like we kind of. We're, we're going to touch it later on more as the show proceeds well i hope so you know go so all right so let's talk about the next scene so now we're going to meet kathleen for the first time so kathleen she's in a uh she's in a container that uh is, i'm assuming double double it doubles as a cell for uh fedra and she's talking to a doctor that she's known her entire life who says that he gave, he gave birth to her or he yeah, delivered her he delivered her he, give birth to, <laughs> he <laughs> delivered her so let's just listen to the scene it has to stop. It has to stop now, you mean? Now that you're in the cell. But before, people dying was okay. When you were safe and protected and ratting on your neighbors to Fedra. They put a gun to my head. There. Have I satisfied the necessary conditions for you to talk? Kathleen, for God's sake. I delivered you. I held you in my hands. I never told them anything about your brother. But Henry did. But Henry did. But Henry did. I was way off, by the way. So I totally forgot that she actually says Henry did. Yeah. That she's actually, you know, she's... Revenge. She's, she's looking for revenge. I think I said... Uh, when we just watched it on Sunday, yeah. that maybe he was like related of the family, like they're related. So I I feel like I'm way off. It's okay. Um, I do I do still think though that they are going to make it so maybe the brother uh, Sam, mm -hmm. the brother Sam. I do feel like maybe there might be a connection with her and the brother Sam. Yeah. Because um, I think it would make it because she's talking to him like because uh, in the beginning of that scene, which we didn't listen to it, but she's naming off all these families and all yeah. these names and stuff like that that she's looking for. Um. So it, 
it, they obviously were a close community at some point mm-hmm. before, um, I guess, them overthrowing Fedra or her overthrowing Fedra because she seems like she's the leader of yeah, the group. Yeah, she's the leader of the group. So she's mad at the doctor because the doctor was ratting on them. She yeah. says it. Like, you were ratting on everybody and and you're the reason why, you know, maybe things didn't go well. People maybe got we, executed. People we got saw, executed. We saw yeah. Fedra executing people in episode one. Right. You know, they were hanging people in, right. in Boston. So they right. probably were doing the same in Kansas City. Right. Maybe even worse. Yeah. So I, I, and I think that him being a doctor, he probably was very valuable. You know, doctor oh, sure. very valuable. Absolutely, yeah. So, so them putting a gun to the, his head was probably just really a threat because they're not going to lose a doctor because right. he's not snitching on somebody. Right. right? Um, but in his defense, Gun to his head, he got he got to tell. So maybe you know people who are smuggling or people who are leaving. Yeah. You know, uh, there there was obviously I think that's probably what caused this revolt. You know, was you know the harsh way Fedra deals with those kind of things, and we and talked we, about it before. We did. Yeah, and and it's kind of like how it, so now now let's just say her group's in charge. What are they going to do differently mm-hmm. that Fedra? That, yeah. So does that mean you're going to be okay with people leaving? Your quarantine zone yeah, and going go out to go and like nice be, walk, yeah, and the then country. getting infected and coming back yeah. like, without telling anybody, or is he just, are you gonna have uh, rules that are like so loose that people can do that as long as they come back and say, "Hey, I was gone." Yeah, I'm clean. Scam me really fast, and we'll go. Yeah. So obviously, her motivation we said is 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 um, revenge because Henry snitched on her brother and her and her brother got killed um, through yeah. Fedra, and she probably witnessed that. It would be nice to see. Hopefully, they show you. You know, what, I think we'll see flashbacks what, in the next episode. That. Yeah. Did you notice that sign? I had um, I had taken a, f- a freeze frame that sign. Yeah. That they looked at it was it was a Fedra sign, Federal Disaster Response Agency. Here are your rights while in detention. You have you're entitled to a lawyer, medical attention, family visit, food and clothing. All that sounds great. That's their the that's what it is in when you're detention. Yeah. So when you're in that's prison. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so... They, I don't, that's that. I mean, that sign was also probably made in the beginning of the pandemic or then the apocalypse. So the rules might have changed a little bit. You know what? That's an excellent, <laughs> excellent point. That's probably year one or two. And then it just got worse and worse. And that's not, a, I mean, that's not a sign that you just go print off of a printer. That was actually like, that that's was like made. a metal sign yeah. that they made somewhere. Yeah. So you can either, let's get a little crazy with this. So either... The government had anticipated this was going to happen prior to actually, you know, blowing up uh-huh. uh, cities and stuff. So they actually had to order a bunch of these. And these go, QC okay, zones are. We're, we're going to need a QZ zone for every major city. They're franchises. So they're, Remember, they're, they're franchises. They're franchising them out. They're yeah. It's like Fallout and, uh, you know, the shelters and stuff. I don't know if you play that game. So, anyways, so they have to make the signs and then they got to deliver them all to these areas yeah. first. Or now they've blown up all these places and hopefully there's like a metal sign shop that didn't get de- uh, destroyed so now they got to order <laughs> all you know these, three all or four hundred of them but it's like we're not there's no money anymore we're not paying for you but we'll give you some shelter and you know we'll make sure that no one <laughs> beats you up or something i don't know yeah i, I really I, I like your point about what are they going to do different that you overthrow fedra what would you want them to do different turn on the the hot water <laughs> if that's what they're complaining about is hot water then yeah then they have some gripes but if they're complaining about people getting you know, executed because they're leaving the quarantine zone and then coming back. This isn't something 
and I mean, I know how far do you play this, but this isn't something where you get a slap on the wrist or anything like no, that. You're die. dealing with people's lives now. This isn't Everybody's something. Yeah, life. you know that this is a real thing. You know that it's destroyed the world. Why would you bring that back into a safe zone? Why would you allow that? So, you know, yeah, if you want to leave, leave. Go right, be a raider. Right. Go go on your own. Go be a Bill of Frank. But you're not coming back. You think you think after you did it one time, the example had been set. Okay, yeah. we obviously we we mean business. If you do leave the zone and you come back or you sneak in without getting tested, we will execute you. And so everybody knows. So nobody does that. Yeah. So there's got to be other things going on. Like maybe people do want to leave and they're not letting people leave. Or maybe people want to get in and they're trying to do the proper channels. Well, they're smuggling things. I mean, like. But why do you got to smuggle things if you yeah. think about it? Well, the federal is probably not providing enough because uh, well, they're probably they, counting resources. It's been 20 years already. Sure. They're not making too much of new things. They're looking for a chef that knows how to, like, you know, make <laughs> a five-star meal. Five-star meal. There's, there's got to be right. one in the world. So they have to they have to conserve um, resources. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's dire. This is dire. Well, I understand that. I still understand that. But if you're smuggling things in and out, there maybe maybe that's their biggest maybe that's the thing that you would do differently than Fedra would do. You'd still yeah. have those laws if people leave the quarantine zone and you saw those laws, you know, if people like sneak in. But now maybe you open up the trade channels a little bit. Maybe that's their problem. Like we want the bar of soap that we're getting from Boston, but you're not letting us get the bar of soap from Boston. From Boston. So now we have to That's what the, now we have to overthrow our government because I want yeah, because that's I what some, Tess I was want doing to smell with Frank. Like spring clean. That's what Tess was doing with Frank, right? They were on the CB, the radio, you know. Yeah, creating a trade uh, um, connection. We didn't, you know, we didn't explore that enough. So hold on a second, because that's interesting. Because they do have this, uh, you know, they had that code mm-hmm. for you know sixties and seventies and eighties of you know things are good, bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. What were they gathering up to trade at Who? some point, like? Uh, um, well, they mentioned Bill and Bill well, Frank. Like, what are they? What else are they gathering up? They're, because if you've been trading, they with have them a for, whole a whole city of stuff that are only two people have been like using the whole town. Like all they have all of Home Depot. Sure, you know oh, anything yeah, you you're need right, at Home Depot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they still had grocery stores because the two of them couldn't eat everything that was left behind from every Here's store a question for you. in town. When Joel and Tess went there for the first time, yeah, and you saw all these other houses that aren't being used, I know, but you can't. Do you think that? It, but do you think that came up in a conversation at some point? No, you can't do it on the Where first like, go. You not can't. the first go, but there's been years later. Hey, we noticed that there's a nice two-story house across the way with a white picket fence. But that doesn't I was help wondering, them. That doesn't help. Eat but all if you, four if of them. you, but if you have everything you need in there, why wouldn't it be good but to have a don't. person like Joel and Tess to help protect what you have? But you don't have everything because they need to get the medicine and stuff from the QC zone. Well, then you can still go on and do. Well, you know, they, there's still stuff they needed from the QC zone. That's what made the the relationship work. But if they decided to come over, now they don't have access to the stuff from the QC zone. They would have to go and set up another, you know connection point so do you think else. that joel and tess are only trading with frank and bill you don't think they have anybody else they might have like met throughout these years that tr- they could trade with as well or why couldn't they actually trade with someone else in the qz you know i'm saying I, like, I, I like think... only trade when you actually really need something because if you have a, a secure place like that mm-hmm. that's the, out nowhere why wouldn't bill and frank why wouldn't bill want somebody else to stay there with him he didn't, like, he's a loner. He didn't want anybody. But after that first time, when he gets shot and you have to like, like here, now I'm going to tell you the code to the place. Like, why not? Hey, I'm having a hard time. Like, you know, 
guarding what I have. And now this person that I love, yeah. maybe you and Tess can move in across the way and I'll make you meals every so often. <laughs> like I got, we'll, I got we'll, hot water. We'll I got date. clean clothes. <laughs> I've got a Home Depot that no one's using. We'll I'm just saying like that's, there's something we'll there. We'll double every Thursday night. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't think Bill thinks, thinks like that. And, and, and I, I actually think that maybe that was their main um, uh, um, trade route it was be- with Bill. I don't think there was anybody else, really, because how many other people had a situation like Bill had, right? I think Tess... Well, there's and- other scavengers out there that are still trying to like, grab, grab stuff. Get stuff. Like, and I prob- think that's what they were doing mostly. I think um, Joel and Tess, when they leave the QC zone, they're going places to scavenge if Bill and Frank doesn't have it and then they're coming right. back to the qc zone to sell it and and well, do even, things like that but even bill's compound bill's compound couldn't have been that big where it's included at home depot into it no like no, it was no, still no. outside of his compound so yeah. there must have been other people that might have discovered it and still raided it because he didn't have a he didn't have a hold on that like even when the people were trying to yeah. like let's just you know we're we're going off a of deep end here but even when the Raiders came, you know, in yeah. the night when he started playing Call of Duty and then his yeah. Twitch in the middle of the street. You don't think those guys maybe went and found other things first? Or maybe said, like, hey, dude, there's a I got a map here. Well, and we don't know how map, big I remember there was, was a Home Depot over here. There was like a, there was a, <laughs> a convenience store. There's all these other things. Like, why not go over there? There's no way he had a whole perimeter no, on that entire place. No, no it's impossible. I, I think it's it maybe really four just or five the, houses neighborhood. Like that block or just something. Just that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Because they it, it, because you you saw in that episode he was driving out to the gas to go turn on the gas he drove he had he had the the boat in the back to haul everything so yeah he couldn't he it was just his neighborhood so people could have went and said look this Home Depot is is available let me just go get some stuff it's primed yeah but I, I think I would think if someone found that Home Depot and then it was there was no infected around mm-hmm. and there's nobody else around like there's no one else like there why not set up shop. And kind of like there now you got another guy. Who's it, trying, it wouldn't work because what about what about Tommy? At the time, Tommy was was there too with them. So you're gonna have to get Tommy a house too. What are you talking about? Joel, Tommy, you think Tommy was still with him when Joel and and uh, Tess met? Yeah, uh, Frank and Bill. Yeah. I don't think so. Why? Why not? Why do you think they were? Because it was like 13 years ago. No, but I think <laughs> no, because no, it was, it was, it was years four ago. four. No. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was like thirteen years ago, bro. Why would where would he be? <laughs> he would he would pro- he would still be in the QC zone with them. Well, I but at this point, but did they ever say that Tommy actually ended up in Boston? Yeah, that's how come they went to Boston. Remember, I thought they left. Tommy after Tommy convinced went. Joel to go up to Boston. Remember uh, that they just had that conversation okay, in the okay, car. Okay. Yeah. So Tommy was there, right. and he said that's how they met Tess. This is why it takes two of us to do this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's. We went down a crazy rabbit hole here. I like playing the what ifs. It's actually uh, more fun sometimes. So no problem. You know, the rest of the show, we get to see Kathleen. She she goes and she's they're still looking for um, Henry and Sam. Yeah. They do find like the the basement area where we're assuming that the bloaters are going to come in. Let me ask you this. If this is a, a revenge piece, why are her followers so, you know, committed to this revenge piece too? It's a personal revenge, you know, unless they were the key, you know, they were the number one snitchers in the whole city right. that, Everybody involved, everybody part of the rebellion had a family member or friend that got killed because, you know, Henry was snitching on everybody. Like, th- like, why would his group 
like care to hunt them down now. Like you guys won. You took you beat Fedra. You took over a city. You made the city quote unquote free. Why are you guys still hunting these guys? Let them let them be. I mean, there must have been something else. Hopefully that there, we'll find there, there out, will be hopefully. more of an explanation yeah. of that, or there might be a flashback. But there must have been something where you had like maybe lines were drawn as far as the civilian world. Yeah. And you had one side that wanted to have, you know, more power. They wanted to get rid of Fedra. They wanted to maybe have a trade route. They wanted their Irish Spring soap, whatever the case was. <laughs> Irish Spring. And then you had the other side who liked the law, liked not not getting not or liked it not getting tampered with. And so they kind of told on them, obviously. And mm-hmm. so then people were getting executed, hung in front of them. Yeah. Brothers were getting beaten in in um in prison cells yeah. or you know whatever. And so now all these people that survived have a gripe. Like I lost my mom, my you know maybe a son. So they're gonna focus Somebody- all this gripe after you already killed all the federal people, probably burnt them in that scene, that the, that pile of bodies Look, we saw. This is- and you're gonna focus all that anger on a guy and a kid. This isn't the first time we've seen a post-apocalyptic show or movie. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure the people that are around you are you are trustworthy. Yeah. So that means you got a clean house, then you clean house. <laughs> now, do you kill them? Maybe not. Do you kick them out? Probably. But do you then, hunt them in the streets? But then those people that you kick out, we've seen this in Walking Dead a bunch of times. You're afraid they're going to come back in numbers. Yeah. So it's best to, we've already heard this line before, dead people don't get infected. Yeah. So maybe you eliminate that problem hopefully it's something more than i mean not pure, simple revenge yeah i mean hopefully there's more of an explanation than what i'm coming up with that we're going to hear you know, we're going to see oh, yeah, on yeah. the next episode be. but i just i that just does bring up a good point yeah because you, you're gonna you end up you if you take it too far as a leader you, you can get mutiny on your hands where the people are like why are we we just overthrew this city why are we focusing on these two people like can we move on and let's let's build this better society than that 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 we have after we got rid of Fedra, why are we still focusing on these two people? Like, let's move on. Right. And she's already making suspect leadership decisions that bloater well, is 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 bulging out of the ground. And she's so focused on this Henry and Sam that she tells what's the guy's name? Pierce? Perry? What Perry. Uh, Perry. The the actor's Perry? name is Pierce. <laughs> what is his name? Perry? Pierce? Perry? <laughs> he tells him to she to, to just board up the house. Don't mention to anybody because she's she's focused on this singular th- task. It, it is Perry. It's Perry, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The actor's name is Pierce. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So those are already suspect um um decisions as a leader because you're 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 she got a little Captain Ahab going on here. She's only focused on this white whale Henry. We gotta go get Henry and Sam. Yeah. Like come on. I mean that's kind of the reason why I was hoping for maybe there was more behind their relationship besides pure vengeance. Like yeah. maybe there is some connection with her and Sam. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she was Sam's teacher or something like that. Or because they were obviously at some point I'm assuming they were all a close community mm-hmm. and they all kind of leaned on each other. Yes. Maybe she yeah. maybe that's even more of a reason why she's so mad at Henry. It's so personal. It is personal because their their families were close with each other. Yeah. And so maybe she wants to get Sam because, you know, she doesn't blame Sam for what Henry did, but that would also be the ultimate revenge in a way if you take the brother away from him after he ba- she kind of blames him for her brother being gone yeah it's like like a brother swappers i don't know what's <laughs> happening but i would like it to be more than just vengeance i would like it there to be another something else underneath that well i got good news for you oh tell me we're recording on wednesday right now because of the big game 
the Super Bowl. That's not good news. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna actually enjoy and find out all this information on Friday because they're 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 showing it Friday, you know, nine p.m. Eastern, which is perfect. Yeah, it's but you know it's also it's possible. We only have to wait a couple more days. Possible our episode might not air till Saturday. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> HBO kind of messes up some schedules for some of us, so uh, <laughs> I can only do this so many times without my wife getting mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, that is good. That we, I mean, we're not gonna have to wait as long. No, um, I'm really hoping that they do add a little bit more to that. I am really hoping for another soft opening. Yeah, um, this is perfect for it. You got to give us a little something of yeah. the pre pre you know revolution Kansas City. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really shocked they didn't start this episode with that. It would have been that would have been perfect. Oh, uh, could, saved it for the next one. We'll yeah, see. well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully. I mean, they did the episode prior to that. They dedicated sixty percent of it, seventy percent of yeah. it to a flashback. So why not? Why not? Let's see what happens. It's not as long as it's about the episode's going to be about the same length as this one. So they got a lot of information to get in there. Well, they'll do it. We're excited about it. Okay. We're almost at the halfway point for the show. Actually, we are. Technically how many, in the how many episodes point. are there? Nine. Mm. So this was four. Now we're four and a half. I guess we're in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Um. This isn't. This is a decent uh, deep dive. I think we kind of went more in speculation than kind of hard facts on this one. But I kind of yeah. I like doing that. I kind of feel like we should do that a little bit more. Kind of. It's this the the way that they're doing this season or i guess the way they're doing the show is making it easier cuz i thought that we weren't going to be able to do that yeah, because, because if they were gonna... copied the video game yeah. exact we would be like okay we know exactly yeah. what's happening but since they're adding new characters you know now we have we had a backstory with um kathleen um, with kathleen now she's a new character and now you add in perry into the mix of the entire thing so now we kind of speculate where they can go with that so it's it's nice for those fans of two and a half men kathleen aka rose the way she did that scene with the gun, that's, that's, Rose was kind of crazy like that too. That was her whole, that was her whole thing on the her show, wasn't stitch, it? Yeah, yeah, she was a little nutsy. She was a nut job. All right. All right. Well, thanks again to our Patreon producer, uh, Night Rider 169 And uh, don't forget, if you guys want to help us out a little bit, maybe head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia. A little help can help us. A long, goes a long way. Sure. That's the best way to say it. Um, also, don't forget our other show, Still holds up. We're uh, releasing new episodes this week and for the rest of the month and hopefully for the rest of the year. So check that out. Right now we're doing the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Yeah, episode one, two, and three. We're going to see how that holds up as a whole. Doing each one individually was going to be a little weird, so we figured let's just handle the the trilogy as itself. And uh, we're bringing in a special guest for that so we can uh, really nerd out on that episode. (laughs) So look for that. Um, yeah, thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Peace. Music composed by Kyle Torme. Additional backing music composed by Jason Zaffrey. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last of Us, a Rot Your Brain podcast. Subscribe to The Last of Us podcast feed at rotyourbrainmedia.com slash thelastofus. Follow us on Twitter at rot underscore your brain and support Rot Your Brain Media and its podcast by being a part of this exciting new and growing community. Visit patreon.com slash rot your brain media. <laughs>